Welcome to Fandom Chit Chat, a show where I get to vocalize anything and everything I find nerdy in the world of fandom. I'm your host, Suhara Lee. Quick announcement before we get started today. I finally got around to putting up a Facebook page for this podcast. I would love if you guys could follow it to keep up with when episodes drop, fandom news, and the occasional memes. But most importantly, I would love to hear your feedback regarding whatever movies and TV shows you watch so that we can talk about it on the cast. So look up Fandom Chit Chat Podcast on Facebook and click that like button. I had the pleasure of having my co-host record with me in person, so here are our thoughts on DC Extended Universe's new film, Aquaman. Enjoy. Alright guys, welcome to Fandom Chit Chat. This is going to be our first time recording with people in front of me, Uh and not over the phone, so this should be pretty entertaining. Uh, First off, fellow Atlantean, my friend Elliot Fisher. Hello. And Emily Jacobs. Hello. Thank you guys for being here. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Chilling, man. Terrible. Excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> Love Aquaman. So hot. Alright, so we're going to start off the review with trying to talk from the perspective of someone who's not a comic book nerd. Um, Emily, I'm going to start with you since you saw it literally last night for the first time. So, spoiler free, as best as you can. Um, what did you think of this as just a movie? As just a movie, the cinematography for it was bomb like literally bombs going off left and right because oh my gosh they really threw in those spontaneous mom moments um kind of a spoiler not a spoiler because you won't know when those happen but yeah my mom really liked it she's not a really um comic book person even though she sees all the movies with me she doesn't remember them that's mom's for you but yeah, no, it's very easy to follow plot line. And for a DC movie, it wasn't rushed whatsoever in the timeline of it. They did spent a good amount of time on each of the things that they discussed, such as Aquaman's childhood, um, his background with King Orm, the quest to find the trident, and then the resolving scenes. Overall, it was a good movie for any people to go to, regardless of whether you actually like comic book stuff or am just a fan of action. My mom came with me to see this too, and it's really hard to get her to watch movies sometimes. So the fact she like, like I said, hey, you want to watch Aquaman with me today? She was like, yeah. I was like, what? What? No questions asked. (laughs) You actually want to watch this? Okay, cool. And she really enjoyed it. As we were walking out, she was like. So I take it this isn't the first movie, like there's other movies, and I was like, yes, there are five other movies. And in my head I'm thinking, but this is probably the best of all of them. So you might be slightly disappointed when watching the other five. Second best. Second best? Wonder Woman. Think Wonder Woman's the best? Yes. Hands down. Mm. But that's not what that's not Mm. that's not what we're talking about. Honestly, Aquaman mm. is on the same level as Wonder Woman. I mean I love Wonder Woman, (laughs) I'm biased, (laughs) but oh my god, that movie Wonder Woman was fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, Elliot, what were your uh, spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, so as a per- it's kind of hard to separate that, like, the ridiculous amount of DC trivia that's in my head. As but, much as you can. Yeah, but um, I thought the movie was pretty good. I-, I was told that it was, like, a buddy cop thing meets Power Rangers, and that was not at all an accurate description. I was just like, no. I-, I don't think it's- <laughs> I don't think that's, has- that's at all a good description of the movie. It's... It's fun. It's fun to watch for sure, for sure. Um, 
but it definitely was like pretty evenly paced. Maybe, I don't think there were too many slow moments. I saw it probably like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. so I don't remember all the details, but it was pretty good. I loved it. Yeah, and I, I love think Aquaman. The, so the movie felt a lot longer than I thought, and this is what we were talking about before when I felt like it was like a Lord of the Rings movie. In the sense where it's like every time you thought the movie was going to start wrapping up, it was like, oh no, we're starting another hours. story arc. Okay, this is interesting. But I don't feel like it um, It stretched out too much. It actually did flow pretty well. All the stuff was relevant. It was still easy to keep up with everything that was happening. You didn't feel like, like wait, who was this person again? What was that? like? Especially with the flashbacks of... Um, of his childhood or some of the other characters backgrounds like it didn't really interfere and it kind of helped tie everything together but overall great action great storyline great characters um the writing was a little cliche in some moments because there was a couple times where like they would stop pause like look at the camera and mm-hmm. i would look at erica who i went and saw it with and it was just like i'd say exactly what they ended up saying in the next couple seconds just like but i believe in you yeah it's just like yep Kind of knew that was coming. It was one of those pause, look at him, catchphrase. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, somewhat spoiler. Um, especially the kiss scene. Where it was uh, like, all right, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the bombs going off in the background. Like, right, guys, Just that's, the that's... hair flowing and them kissing like for that's... a solid like five seconds. Like okay. that was scenic though. There's, there's a war going on. Like you guys could easily get shot right now. Yeah. No. Nope. I like Still how there isn't okay. any like gun bullets or or you know nothing like going by them or even touching them. They're in like a bubble, which it was very romantic at, from a like female perspective. That I was like, hot damn! I went to this movie <laughs> to see Jason Momoa's abs, and I got this hot scene right here. Mm. All right. So, um, character designs, Elliot. How'd you think everyone looked? I think everybody looked pretty good. Um, there's a little, like, there's a, I, there's a couple of things I was just like, this seems weird. Like, why is Mira running around in, like, these high heel boots? Yeah. It was kind of the Jurassic World thing of just, like, you survived this entire thing in those heels. And, not, and you've never been on land before yeah, either. Yeah, it's like, you seem to be pretty comfortable, like, walking around here, even though you live underwater. You swim everywhere. So there's a couple of, like, this seems weird. I feel like she'd be more comfortable in, like, flats or, like, some kind of, like, just regular combat, combat boots. boots. yeah. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, this seems a little weird. But other than that... Combat boots really Let me cool. just say with the heels again, she had heels for her underwater costume, too. This is true. And they don't need heels underwater. <laughs> that is... I didn't notice that. That is a really valid point. <laughs> I did not think about that. And heels in the desert, like... Yeah, um, that would do yeah. shit... Because you're sinking down anyways. Another plot, like a point with um, Mara's costume is she really reminded me of Ariel, the little mermaid, with her red hair and her like g- bright green outfit. And I wonder if they were going for that as like a typical mermaid look. I mean, as or, far as I know, that's what she actually looks like. That's what I thought, too. Like she, has, she does have red hair and like a greenish colored costume, mm. as far as I know. What, did the Little Mermaid come out before or after Mara's character was created, though? That's a really good question. I have no idea. I mean, you say that like I can't look it up, but... <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the biggest costume designs that I was like really curious about when we were watching the first trailers was Black Manta. Because 
I really liked how everybody had kind of like a modern look. And when they showed him for the first time, I was like, why is his head still so big? <laughs> and I, I, I think we can just start going to spoiler talk. Um, so, warning to everybody. Spoilers are coming up. We're talking about every aspect of the movie. Uh, spoilers for Aquaman and DCU. Elliot sounds like he has a point, so go Fun for it. fact. So, Mira definitely came first. Huh. The, Little, the Little Mermaid was made in 1989. Mira was made in 1963. Those bastards. Yep. <laughs> it be like that sometimes. <laughs> oh, but with Black Manta's um, costume as well. So, well, I like about the po- head. I like they pointed it out. Like, he tried the laser. It fried his helmet. He was like, nope, it needs to be bigger. I was like, thank you. At least you actually put, like, a point to it. But because why? It why put a fucking laser that can shoot your face off because you're human. right close to your face? <laughs> because you're human trying to fight an Atlantean. <laughs> you're not going to win this fight. He tried it with grenade launchers and yeah. swords fact, and everything. I love the fact that he just, like, ate that grenade. Just like, <laughs> boom, just like, oh. He yeah. just went, ouch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really liked um, Manta's design. I liked how well he could still fight in it, too. Like, he was still very proficient. Like uh, just a quick background, right? everybody that's sitting at this table right now has a uh, martial arts background. We've all trained together at one point, yeah. so we definitely look at this perspective mm-hmm. uh, very different. Martial arts-wise, like Aquaman, you can tell he doesn't really have formalized like kickboxing or boxing training for his character, which actually goes a lot with him. He's more of a rugged bar fight kind of guy, but when you put a triton in his hands... That's where his formalized training comes out. After all, he was um, taught by Volko. And I like that they mentioned that, too. Um, in the sense of, like, why can't I just use a sword? It's like, no, because the kings use tridents. Like, you can't be a tri- you can't be a king if you don't fight with a trident. And that fight with him and his brother, just going at it with tridents, was like, oh, I really want to go train with the trident next time I go to no, open mat. I, like, I, like, I don't have enough training with, like, with bow staffs or staffs of any sort, so I'm just like, that's... I might have to work on that because I mean, I started doing Kali for Nightwing and you, so. <laughs> I've been behind on my staff training a little bit too, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need to tape uh, a fork to the end of that. <laughs> start practicing trident training. Start eating your food that way. <laughs> That'd be great for seafood. You only eat what you catch. What did you think of, uh, of Aquaman's suit, trying to keep it true to comments with the orange top and. Green pants. I thought it was awesome. It turned, out, it, turned well. out, it turned out way better than I thought it would. I thought it was going to be like... Because in all like the, the really old cartoons, like you can see the scales, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a cartoon. Like They're not going to spend all that time drawing scales on this. So there's moments where like it just looks like a flat orange thing. But like the fact that they made it like a practical suit for him, and you can see like the scales and like the, the color change on each one, I'm just like, yes. this is this looks like a legit set of scales. And Even I, on the posters, like seeing the reflections. Yeah, I was like, really I cool. dig this. I like this a lot. I didn't like the costume all that much because it's awesome. It's an awesome costume. But, but Jason Momoa's abs Recovery. in his tattoos. <laughs> oh my god, his tattoos. But I, for I, the last 20 minutes of a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're fine. He was shirtless the whole time. But yeah, but no, like in terms of costumes for every, for like most of them, I thought like I was pretty excited because I was like sitting in the back of the theater with Erica and I was just like, oh, uh, this is, this is, uh, that's, that's, that's Ocean Master. And she was just like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, no. And then, and then uh, when you see uh, him in like the, the purple costume with the mask on, I was just like, that's his comic book costume. 
And she's like, what? And I was like, that's that's the suit he actually wears, like, in, whenever you see him in the comics. He's it got, like, the mask so... and the purple suit with the silver stripe, or silver, like, pinstripe thing to it. Yeah, Honestly, his his outfit was, like, I didn't know I what... Him as, I liked him in general. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what his character looked like beforehand, but once he got um, dressed up like that, I was like, that is a awesome battle suit. You yeah. look phenomenal. I like how... Um close to the comic book they made the characters costumes be and also how close to spongebob aquaman and <laughs> black manta is i just i just thought of spongebob when i was watching it i was surprised how much uh backstory they gave to um black manta like it was a lot of information in a short time mm. um but they did it really well yeah and it was like, pretty spot on because mm-hmm. like there's so I, I watch a lot of YouTube as you probably know, but um there's a guy named um, Charlie who does like a a show and he'll he references a lot of like where comics come from and he'll like reference like oh yeah you know you see him in this thing here or I look at like a variant and you're like oh you, they talk about like the history of people and I was just like okay and they talked about the history of black men and I was like apparently there's a bunch of different stories like over DC's many many like reboots and it was just like oh okay this is actually like one of the more recent ones of just like yeah he was like aquaman in some way shape or form was responsible for like the death of his dad Mm -hmm. and that's what sent him on the path to become black manta and i was like i love love black manta because i was just like i was kind of hoping that it would turn like the young justice way and then all of a sudden you see like aqualad and it's just like yeah you bitching but you know it's not yeah because the only time i've ever seen him is in young justice and that one part of um flashpoint paradox I think King Orm was part of that scene, too, where mm-hmm. they were just getting demolished. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did they did a great job on his story. Like, that was very, a very heartfelt start. And when he was when he was begging for help, and he was just kind of like, um, you kill people all the time. You can ask to see for mercy. And just walked up, and I was like, that was cold. That's dark. See, I really that liked that. Because most heroes, you see that they forgive people regardless of, like, what they've done, whether they've, like, killed thousands of people or a pirate like him. And so to have him be like, yo, you've done something bad. You need to actually, like, atone for what you've done was really nice. Yeah, but I like the fact that, like, um, they don't try to turn Aquaman into Superman, Mm -hmm. where it's just, like... I know you did terrible things, and I'm going to save you from it. It's mm-hmm. more of a, you know, I don't really care what happens to you, so, bye! It's like in Batman Begins where he's like, I don't have to save you, but I don't have to, like, let you live either. Yeah. I'm just going to fly at this train and just watch you crash, Ross. Um, I like that approach, too, where it's kind of like, I don't have to be doing this. I'm doing it because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. You're just a pain in my butt right now, and happy hour's almost over, so... I know. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, the happy hour scene was that made me laugh so much with the guy coming up for the selfie. Yeah, with his bright pink phone case. <laughs> so just, just, just like two or three pictures. Like, I like how he wasn't smiling at first, and then all the beers went down. He's just having a party. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I like. Um, there was a couple moments in the movie where I was just like, "This is this." Is very well done. This this could be like the the writing of the ship, 
so to speak, for DC of just like mm-hmm. we we're understanding how to make good movies because animation's been killing it, yeah. hands down. But like they've been slowly trying to get that ship back on the right track for the like live action movies because Marvel came out and came out strong. And that was one of the things where like the darkness was working for the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. and they tried throwing that into this whole DCEU thing, which. It wasn't a bad thing, but not every character needed to be that way. Yeah. My thing with Aquaman was that from the little knowledge that I have from him from the Justice League TV show, uh, Young Justice, like he seems very humble and king-like to begin with, but this actor, Jason Momoa, kind of got that freedom to just kind of be himself in it, mm-hmm. where it's like, that carefree attitude, like, I don't have to be doing this right now. I'm just doing whatever I want for myself. I don't owe you anything. I don't owe this world anything. I don't owe Atlantis anything. Um, so it was a very different approach. And it was, it definitely had an interesting spin on it because they added a lot of the humor. They added a lot of the smart-ass remarks. But it still wasn't with that DC dark. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't too over the top. It didn't, like, the humor didn't take away from the intensity of the scenes it was all of it was very appropriate when the tone called for it because we needed to be serious he was like like let's go we have we we have to get this shit done but when the when the comments came in like when mira was watching everybody eating she started eating flowers like little things like that it's like all right this is an appropriate time to make a joke this is funny which that was great because it just showed that she doesn't understand human culture and it was like a moment of showing how she comes to like the surface world more. Anything with Aquaman's mom got me super emotional in that movie. Like mm. just the relationship with that, how she had to leave her family to go back, him thinking she was dead the whole time, the way that uh, they reconnected. Like those those scenes got really emotional for me. Yeah, I was like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed like. Uh... Atlantia, Atlanta, Queen Atlanta, and like it was really cool to watch her just beat the hell out of everybody. That was fantastic. And I was like, man, she's she's a monster. But it was just, there was a couple moments where it was just like, so is this the? F- they waited until he was like Around six three. or seven years old, or like three. Yeah, like he's like some, yeah, he some random age, and it's just like that's when they decided to come after him. Like after her, like did they have? Did they come back to her before and they moved to a different lighthouse? Because it looked like they're in the same place the whole time. So it's like. Maybe they just didn't know just she was. now found her. But they used the tracking device on her wrist, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the, the little bracelet that she had. That uh, I thought that was Mira. No, wait, well, that yeah, was that's originally because Orm Atlantis. gave it to her. Because remember, he said this belongs to belonged to my mother and gave it to Princess Mira as kind of like a this is a little gift for you. But huh. it has a tracking device in it that was used to hunt down my mother, and now it's used to hunt down you. Maybe he didn't have a tracker at first. No, he maybe put it not. for Mira, but. Yeah, that was my understanding, um, was that she just it, it couldn't find her. Because I imagine their technology still got better. And That's true. 20 issues. I mean, it was pretty high-end to begin with. but mm. And mm. I like how much she was kicking ass before she even got her weapon. So it's like, you see all that, and she was like, give me this weapon that I'm super proficient in. It's like, oh, now it's going down. <laughs> I just love that she, yeah, I just love she, forked, the t- she forked the TV, man. She, she's like, wait, no. <laughs> it's like, that's my TV. That's my TV. I just Great. woke up looking around. The dog's like, I don't know how to feel about this. Going up, down, up. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was just whining, not sure what to do. Dog's please like, don't eat my yeah, dog, like, too. Like, please, the dog's just like, please don't kill me. Like, you seem nice. Don't do not do that, please. 
actually wasn't even expecting his mom to be alive. So when they got to the Earth's core, like, I was genuinely wondering who that was. I was like, oh, who's this going to be? And then my mom next to me, she was like, that's the mom. I looked over and I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's in my head that she's dead right now. Mm -hmm. And then she takes off the mask and I just went, pop it. (laughs) See, from the moment they said that she was sacrificed to the trench, I had, like, kind of the off chance that the trench people didn't eat her or somehow she was well i kind of thought more of oh she might have been worshipped as like a queen down there but no they did try to kill her but she survived because she's a badass queen agreed yeah i feel like that's probably what happened but it was definitely just like yeah she's she's awesome and Mm. i was super happy that that movie like started out with her just being completely badass yeah they set the tone for that very well just like okay note to self don't mess with his mom (laughs) and then when when he had to fight with his brother and she was like oh using your mother's weapon that's cool i have my father's weapon it's never seemed to like he he actually had that acknowledgement of like yeah Mm -hmm. that weapon definitely has uh has quite some reputation behind it and probably should back up a little i'm still gonna show off that i'm cocky but he had that kind of flinching moment of Mm. Because what am I getting myself into? His mother had a very soft spot in his heart, so definitely, like especially that ties into the end s- scenes with where King Orm yields to Aquaman because of um, Atlanta. It definitely shows that he he loves Mommy. his mom a lot. <laughs> Martha. Even the DC is just listen to your mother. Yeah, pretty much. It's like everything is sad. They should have made her name Martha. There could have been three Marthas. If they'd have done that, I think I just got up and left. At Martha? Yeah, it's like, no, I can't can't be here anymore. Marthlanta? The the joke has gone on too long. Just needed to make like another movie where it's just the moms, the real housewives of the DCEU. Martha. Oh man, that'd be that'd be a weird show. That'd be really, really weird. Show. Be very funny though. I mean, two of them would be really cool to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, watching Wonder Woman's mom and Aquaman's mom kind of face off would be kind of cool. But yeah, that would actually be a really good fight. And then you just see Superman's mom walking around like, "Why is wait up for yeah, me?" It's like, what's going on? Why is everybody <laughs> and they'll have fighting? the corpse of Batman's mom just on the dining room table. Oh. <laughs> Just a just a set of necklaces, like a set of pearl necklaces, just sitting on there. It's just like she she doesn't want to chime in. It's it's fine. Or we go Flashpoint, and she's the Joker, and Batman's mom's just the villain of that series. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Very good point. But yeah, I love it. It's a fun movie. There's One a lot of... of awkward standing though. Hmm. There's a lot of awkward standing. And it's just like they're standing with their legs apart, like they're like they're in like a '90s like rap album cover, and it's just like. Why are you standing like that? You're surrounded by like your the people you, you are just talking to. Like you don't need to be like super defensive. It's like no, no, no. It's it's she's just he's just standing that way. Weird. <laughs> but I don't know. I love it. One of the things that um, I liked about is the the folklore that they threw into it, and the trench creatures was one of the biggest part about. And we talked about this a lot um, before recording as well. But it's stuff that, like, I've seen imagery for. It's not stuff I've looked deeply into. Uh, One of the things was, I don't know if you guys ever played that arcade game where you sit inside and you're underwater and there's, like, sharks and stuff attacking you. But, like, at the end of every mission, 
there was like a big like mythological like you had to fight the kraken in one of them you had to try fight like this giant shark in one of them so like it reminded me of that game a lot especially with um what was the karathian karathian yeah so when you just see those squid arms, it's like, is that a kraken? That's what I thought. Like, yeah. we're, we're going mytholo- sure We've already seen dinosaurs. We're going to mythological stuff now. Like, this is actually pretty cool. But my favorite was um, when they finally reached where the trench was, where the trench kingdom was, mm-hmm. and they started going underwater with the flares because it reminded me of this one artist series where it's like you just see a boat and then you see like what is actually inside the ocean, like these different creatures mm-hmm. and monsters and stuff. So that was just very beautiful imagery. Um, I'm not good with horror stuff, so I was getting very toe-tappy when those things were crawling on the boat, and then, but just, just that one, like, I'd probably make this my, my laptop background of them just going underwater and all those trench creatures just coming down on them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was one of the big things. Another one was, like, the story of the Sahara Desert and how, uh, like, apparently that used to be, like, actual land and rocks and stuff, but it got Mm -hmm. hit with a huge tsunami and that's how it became a desert. Um, so I like that they threw that story in there mm-hmm. of like, yeah, people used to live here. There used to be kingdoms here. There used to be palaces mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. giant tsunami just kind of knocked it out because this king just got super crazy with this trident. Yeah, and it doesn't say, it doesn't sound like completely crazy considering Atlantis was a city above the water at one mm-hmm. point and then sunk. So it's like, yeah, that doesn't sound too far fetched for like the, the universe in general of like, yeah, this used to be a place that was covered in water and rocks and now it's a giant desert in the middle of the, in the middle of a continent. It's like, yeah. I can see why that would happen. Yeah. Because they talk about, like, ice ages and meteors and whatnot, so... Makes sense for there to be a giant high-tech city that just got carried away and caused a tsunami that just... messed up the way the planet looks. Yeah. Including turning a whole continent into a desert. Or a half more continent. plotful thing, I think, with that is that the Carathian says that he or she's been guarding the Trident for a thousand years, so... King, um, was the original Atlan. He he lived a thousand years ago. So the sinking of Atlantis and it being covered up as a desert would have had to happen in a thousand years. But the planet doesn't work in that way. Of a desert takes more than just one millennia, probably like hundreds thousands of millennia to create a desert out of an ocean so that kind of bothered me when i heard about well when the karathian revealed the timeline but overall that was i i think maybe there was a mystical reason why the desert was created so fast or another thing that i didn't see superhero movie yeah, it's a secret movie. <laughs> no, you just sum it up with one with like a, with, with a phrase. It's comic book logic. That's how this works. Mm. That's almost as powerful as because of Batman. Another plot it is. Hole. It's on the level of because of Batman. Another plot hole that we kind because of saw before we started talking on the podcast was um, with Mare's powers in Sicily, Italy, when she was running away from the people in their water costumes. She controls water. Why didn't she break their costumes so they um, drowned on air? That's a good point. I feel like the suit had to do something with that. Because it was pretty high-tech. I love the toilet thing, mm. though. That was fun. That was wonderful. Like, her, <laughs> the toilet was pretty fun. Her with, the, with the, the wine bottles was very epic. Like, when she started, like, getting all those liquids, I was like, this isn't going to look pretty at all. 
It's gonna look very badass, but it's not gonna look pretty. It just slices through him, and then he's like, oh no. This is where I have to go. <laughs> my head in the toilet real quick. I thought for sure there was going to be like a swirly joke in there at some point of like someone's coming over to like, <laughs> and just like flushing the whole thing down. Like, if Arthur was dealing with it, you know he would have yeah, like booted his head even deeper and flushed. Very true. <laughs> very true. But it was Mira and she had to go on to do other things. She's good. She's better than that. I like how um, Arthur even pointed out he was like growing up like I've always had to be a fighter. I've, I don't easily lose fights and i've like gotten my ass kicked twice in a week like mm-hmm. i like that struggle of like it's not superman where i'm just right off the bat this incredible hero that knows how to fight that knows how to do this and i was like no i really don't know as much as i did and i have a huge learning curve to go through before i go take on these badass enemies that i never knew existed till the other day so there was a lot of like i appreciate that he had to earn a lot of what he has like he didn't want the throne but he still had to earn the throne he still had to earn his victories he had to earn his fights and it's i always appreciate when a superhero movie shows the superhero at their lowest not because the villain is badass but because like it makes sense like this is new there's a lot of learning that you have to go to to get to the point where you want to be and i think that's what makes superman such a hard person to make anything for because it's just like he can solve every problem without a problem. Yeah. And it's just like, with Batman, it's just like, we can all relate to him because we're all human. We do need to go to sleep at some point. We do need to rest after we jump off of like four-story buildings and Mm -hmm. don't quite stick the landing. And it's just like, yeah, no, I can relate to that. Aquaman is just like, he doesn't want to be king. He's kind of stuck on this like between two worlds kind of thing. And it's like, okay, we've all been stuck between two different things. But like Superman is just like, I'm great. I can do anything. It's like, I'm not, I'm not that great. I can't do all things. So it's hard to relate to him as a hero. And I think the, the gritty, dark, like Batman style of doing things works for Batman. Cause that's what he does. Yeah. But for Superman, it's just like, this doesn't make any sense. Like this, this whole dark storyline kind of thing is like, yeah, he's, a, he's a good guy though. He's the one who's going to be like, I'm going to save you anyway. Instead of Aquaman, who's just like, nah, <laughs> It's not that easy. I don't want to do that. I was actually watching uh, Batman v Superman last night because I figured there was going to be a lot of comparisons uh, while we talked about this. And I don't like... I don't want to say that they made Aquaman weak, but I don't like how like powerful Superman actually is because I want to see, and I was really hoping to see a version where the Flash knows he's faster than Superman. Where Aquaman knows that he can throw a punch that will make Superman flinch. And I was watching that scene from Justice League where he came back and it was just kind of like... You know, the Justice League was... The action was decent before Superman came because it was like, this is a very tough villain that we have to fight. Mm-hmm. We don't have the power for this. It's probably possible, but it's going to take a lot of effort. But if you're bringing Superman back, like he can just handle it. Yeah, It'll be no fine. problem. He's no big it. deal. Chill. And that was just too much. Like, I wanted to see Superman struggle a little bit. I wanted to see Aquaman, you know, throw a punch and make his head turn. Same mm-hmm. with Wonder Woman. She gave him that one headbutt, and he was just like, <laughs> that tickled. Let me show you a real headbutt. Dong! Straight into the ground. Yeah. No, I definitely think, um... Because I, I know, like, canonically, Aquaman is on par with Superman and Wonder Woman in terms of strength. It's just, 
if he's out of the water for a certain amount of time, it just slowly dwindles down because he's from the water. Yeah. Which makes sense. But it's just like, nah, he's actually like super, super strong. Like, he can he can hold his own against a lot of stuff. And it's like, they made him seem kind of like above average strong, but not mm-hmm. like superhero level strong. Yeah, and technically in the movie for Aquaman, they state that Aquaman's element is being up in the air compared to King Orm, which was being in the water for both of their like fights. So for Aquaman's strength to diminish in the air, even though he's a son of the land, is a bit um it's a bit plot holy. The only justification I can give for Aquaman and Flash for that fight against Superman was now we know he has, like, that carefree attitude of, like, I haven't even been in Atlantean. I've only gotten so much training. Now he actually has, like, his powerful trident. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that trident, like, gives him more power. Uh, it does. It gives and does it, like, does it amplify his fish communication? Yes. So basically, that's that, like so his strength, his ability, his speed, his powers, all that was just amplified with the trident. Yeah, because he was already super strong before, and the trident doesn't give a tremendous amount of power to him, but it does kind of like it is magically enchanted, so it does help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which Superman's weak to magic, so I would like it's to true. see a future because like Flash, he hasn't had his powers very long either, and they even he even stated he was just kind of like I just kind of push people and run. I've never actually been in a fight. So I am hoping that if there is um, a Justice League sequel at some point and Superman tries to get cocky, then Aquaman and Flash are just kind of like, sorry, come again? Yeah, because I, I, I love the, I like the end credit scene where he was, where they were just like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just see who's faster. I'm like, we all know, like, the Flash is way, way, way faster. Like, he is the fastest man alive for a reason. Um, but it was definitely just like, I think eventually when they start to, like, keep going with uh with the dceu like they, they they'll probably get it together where it's just like oh yeah no aquaman is definitely as strong as superman and the flash is way faster and batman superman has to fly to keep up yeah that doesn't count and yeah especially that too but it's definitely just like that and um batman's a better fighter because there's because superman just has the fact that he's big and strong and that's his only thing because he doesn't like he has there's no real like Evidence. Yeah, he's never had the need for yeah, fighting there's no, real, there's no real like evidence of him really like training to fight like batman trained like all of his life and then continues to train more and like the, the wonder woman Themyscira, like they they're a tribe of warrior women and yeah. like all these other people do all these like different things to make themselves better and superman's just great and he just stays there it's like he doesn't really have to learn to fight because he can just punch stuff really hard i think dawn justice nailed that too because as soon as he got hit with that first uh little kryptonite smoke bomb like batman was just throwing his i mean he was having trouble moving in that armor of his Mm -hmm. but overall like superman was throwing that big like overhand punch that you could see from a mile away yeah and then batman was just kind of like let me show you what a fighter does and i remember seeing something on facebook recently too it's like if superman and aquaman both lost their powers like wonder woman did i say aquaman i meant wonder woman Mm -hmm. when superman wonder woman lose their powers like wonder woman would still be fine yeah. She knows how to hold a sword. She knows how to fight. She can still kick ass. And Superman's just going to be like, what do I do? And he'd yeah. be screwed within seconds. Because, I mean, you've seen him, um, I don't know if you, I think you've seen him with, like, a, there was a, I don't remember what it was called, but there was a story of some sort where, like, Superman never got any yellow sun. Like, they kept him underground. That's Flashpoint. Yeah, Flashpoint. It's just like, yeah, he's not, like, without that, like, super strength, he's just, like, 
a regular dude. dude. Which is not really scary. <laughs> not, yeah, dude. He's a regular, he's a regular guy. He's not really terrifying like super at all. scrawny. He could barely stand up. And then yeah. wait, he didn't know he had power. So once he got exposed to the light, like he just sort of like, what, what do I do with this? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. And then once he, like, at the end of Flash, when he comes back, where he's got, like, he's soaked up enough sun to actually do something, it's like, oh, now he's actually a threat. But before, yeah. without that sunlight, nah, he's just a regular guy. I like the vulnerabilities of Superman. So my question for you two is, what would you like to see Aquaman do next? Go for it. You go for it. Okay. I know. I probably should give you guys some time to think about this. I have thought about Shit. it. <laughs> I would Nailed actually... Like, That's why just... I want her to like say hers first so that I can like keep going with mine. But you're not letting me Go. say it. Oh, but I'd like to see more of like the folklore of like the with, with the mythology of the sea because in Wonder Woman, you see Ares, the gods, and in Aquaman, like one, he's like set... Like, he says gods in the context of, he knows there's gods up there. And also, he's using a trident that was, like, forged, like, from Neptune's steel, from mm -hmm. something. And so, there's gods in this universe. So, I'd like to see more of that, like, mythology behind it with Neptune, with um, the sirens, with, what the fuck are the bird people? Uh, herpes. Yeah, the harpies. I was going to say herpes, but I knew not, that one's right. Not, not quite. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see more of that. And especially with the um, the hidden sea with the dinosaurs. I, I think it's interesting as to how it got down there. Like, is this journey to the middle of the or earth or something like that? Yeah, so I'd like to see more context into the whole situation behind the Atlanteans. So would you like to see like an Aquaman, Aquaman movie where like now he's king, he visits all the other like yes. all the other cities? All the, the kingdom other, like, diplomacy stuff? Yeah. Mm. I, think that, I think that'd be interesting to like tie into a movie at some point of like seeing him go and talk to like the people in, was it like Sebel and like people in, the, like whoever's in charge of the trench or doing something with the trench in some way, shape or form. But like seeing the rest of them because I know some of them were destroyed according to the, like according to the movie but Yeah, really the deserters. Cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool to see some of them. Kind of dried out. Yeah, but also with that, with the new Fifty Two for the Wonder Woman comics, I I really love Wonder Woman, so I actually buy their comics. But with the new Fifty Two, you actually see the gods, like the Roman gods in that context. So I'm wondering if they'll actually bring them into it, because in Wonder Woman, they were all destroyed except for Ares. But I wonder if that's going to change because Ares is gone now. So Justice League kind of touched on that in the beginning too because they were talking about when uh, when Steppenwolf first invaded, even the gods helped out. So they showed... Shazam! Yeah, they showed Shazam. They showed a Green Lantern. Zeus. Uh, I think Ares was on there too. And there, there was quite a few Greek gods that they actually had like in that fight scene mm. of um, trying to stop Steppenwolf. Mm. So it would be cool to kind of see Poseidon integrated yeah. to that um i don't know if just kind of more of like a godlike overseer or if it's actually a threat mm. for aquaman um like him trying to get maybe his own trident back or something of that sort um i do like the environmentalist approach 
that they took to this where they threw all the ocean or all the trash from the ocean back onto land mm-hmm. and that That's was cool. an intense visual yeah that was a lot and they touched on it a lot too even when um when aquaman was first in front of orm and they were showing the holograms of like um the whale hunting and you know um animals suffocating on plastic and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so um credits to superhero ethics for this thought real quick because he was talking about with the movie like civil war Mm -hmm. um he would have liked to see like the diplomacy stuff of them actually trying to like work out the accords and kind of like all the the political stuff that happened behind it so it would be cool to see aquaman in front of the un representing atlantis talking about stuff like that so i would kind of like to see that in another movie of kind of that trying to um being the the bridge between these two worlds Mm -hmm. and kind of trying to like and we were just watching in young justice too where like there actually were ambassadors for themyscira and atlantis and all these other made up dc uh kingdoms and cities and whatnot so that would be kind of cool to see the is much as we get tired of politics as much like seeing the political side of this actually like addressing those environmental concerns and whatnot but young justice being brought up i would love to see aqualad um especially because in the mid-credits scene you see black manta still alive mm-hmm. and they haven't said that he has a son but they haven't said he has it either yeah. so if it is a little bit of a time skip where he has been king for a while and he's teaching others i would like to see like an aqualad betrayal arc where he's working with Aquaman, finds out who his dad is, joins his dad for a little bit. Um, finds out his dad's a scumbag and then he comes back to... Exactly. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Because they did uh, a very good job of having multiple story arcs and it tying in. So that doesn't even have to be like the main thing. But I would like to see like a Batman-Robin type thing where they're teaming up for this main mission. They find out about him. And then like Aquaman has to deal with the main threat plus his son switching sides at the same time. Hmm. This is on a the, bit... Oh, sorry, you okay. go. Okay, so... No, the, mine's off. Okay, so on the note of uh, his son, you guys, have you guys seen Justice League, the uh, like the animated cartoon? It's been a long while, but yes. Okay, so there's so the Aquaman in that one is like a monster, and basically he's got like the super long hair like Jason Momoa does, but he has a hook for a hand. And I don't know if you guys know the story of how he got the hook for a hand, but apparently like, I think it was like Ocean Master or black manta or someone stole his actual son and like threw him and like attached him to like a nuclear submarine in like the trench of some sort and so he goes down there to save his son but he gets stuck so he ends up cutting off his own hand and then has a harpoon for a hand and i was like that would be dope i'd actually like to see that because that would be that'd be insane because like from that point on like aquaman is just like i don't care about anybody else i'm protecting atlantis like the whole rest of the earth can can go like kick rocks i'm protecting atlantis and I think that would be a really, really cool, not so much ending, but like maybe back end, middle of the road, like mm-hmm. back middle of the road kind of thing for him. Because once you, once you hit that point, it's kind of hard to come back. Uh, speaking of people's hands and arms being cut off, so with the Kingdom of the Brine, you know how they're crab monsters, basically? When one of their arms got cut off, like the little claws, I was like, oh, oh that crab meat. I was like thinking of how delicious the people of the brine must oh, be. I'm sure they would love to boiled hear that. and in butter. <laughs> I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm sure they would love to hear that. <laughs> like, yeah, you guys are pretty delicious. Like, 
Yeah, no, like, my mouth was watering during the whole war scene because I was like, mmm, giant crab. <laughs> I want some crab meat now. That is a lot of crab meat, though. Yeah, it could feed a hungry child. It could feed a lot of hungry children. Yes, <laughs> very much so. This hungry child. <laughs> yeah, this this movie definitely did set up a lot of, uh, a lot of future possibilities. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited for Black Manta to come back. Oh, yes. He is pissed. I want to see what that doctor comes up with. Is yeah. he a doctor? He I is. thought he was a news reporter. No, he was, no, he was just he's, on he's the... Like a, he's like a, like a... I guess he's supposed to be like an expert. Like, you know how they pull in, like, mm-hmm. experts to kind of talk about stuff? I think that's what he was supposed to be. It was like, he's an expert on, like, Atlantis, but no one believes that it's... that he, that it, it exists. And it's just like, no, 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 like, I swear, it actually ha- it actually exists. And now he's, like, met Black Manta, who's got all this Atlantean tech, and he's just like... Yeah, no, Atlantis is legit. Like, it's a real place. I've been there. It's, yeah, you don't, it's it's real. And they're just, he's like, oh my god. So now I that I think about it, it's really taking a Wakanda approach now. Where yeah. Black Manta is Claw. And Pretty much, the yeah. doctor has Killmonger where it's like, oh, you've been there? Yeah, you, you gotta take me. Yeah, you gotta show me how this works. I mean, that's a good point. And I think in terms of, like, comparing it to Marvel, um, it definitely has some of the humor that, the like... A lot of the Marvel movies have where it's just like this is a really serious moment and then like we'll just slide in this really funny like quip or this really funny joke and it's like oh this reminds you that this is this is still a very funny group of folks but not to take away from but yeah but not enough situation. to detract from whatever's going on because things like Ragnarok and Guardians I feel like did that a lot mm-hmm. um and that's actually what came to mind when I was talking about visiting the all the other kingdoms I was thinking like a Guardians of the Galaxy or like a Thor type thing where it's just like yeah. you and a bunch for you and a bunch of people you know like a bunch of your friends or whatever just traveling from place to place to place and all the crazy shenanigans that fall yeah. that because there's so much like stereotype that they like a lot of social issues that they push in this movie too where they even have the conversation between Aquaman and Mira where she's talking about what it's you know like you earth people do this you earth walkers do this and then it's like oh well, you Atlantis are stuck up like this and known for this and that like, I would like to see the stereotypes between the kingdoms as well, where it's like, oh, like, we have to go deal with those brine people again. Like, they always do they this. Do and I'm like, I really don't want to go deal with the trench, like, because they're going to do this and this is going to happen. So I would like to see um, those social issues and trying to, like, kind of uniting the kingdoms being brought back. Because, like, he had to kill one of the other kings just to get him to agree. That's true. Mm. So I'm sure that's going to be something to talk about later. I see more prejudice against the kingdom of the fishermen in the movie between Atlantis and them because they, well, King Gorm basically calls um, the king of the fishermen a, a ninny for like his kingdom being a kingdom of philosophers, kingdom of people that would rather... Um, talk about the problems instead of going to war which is already a stereotype that you can see with it yeah they talked about that beforehand when they had that initial meeting mm-hmm. when the submarine attacked even they were just like how are you going to get everyone to agree because these people are like this these people are like that these people you're not even going to get in touch with those people are dead yeah um so that is a very good um approach that they could try to tackle where it's like i'm trying to work uh, especially aqua being a king after not even knowing the Atlanteans, and him casually walking like, hey, why don't we do this? And then he's just kind of like, no, we're the brine. We do this. We do that. And the fisherman would be like, no, we do it this way. We do it that way. Him just kind of like, what is happening right now? Like, just yeah. shut up and we're get together. Crab people. Oh my God. 
I think it would be really interesting, though, just to see that kind of... I think that'd be a fun movie to follow. Speaking about eating people in the movie, um, something that kind of bothered me at the beginning of the movie was when Atlanta just downed that fish. So is there any, like, ethical problems between Atlanteans eating fish because they're basically fish people? Would that be cannibalism? Or is that something else can entirely... Like, can the people of the brine seriously eat crab meat? One of their own. So I don't think... I highly doubt that there's any kind of, like, ethical problems with it. Just because you eat what you, you eat what, what's, on the, what's on the area around you. So if you're in a place surrounded by fish, you're probably going to eat fish. Yeah, because you, you don't judge a shark for hunting fish. I do. <laughs> You don't judge a shark. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I'm not surprised that, that sharks eat fish. Or yeah, I, I had to do a double take real quick. It's like that actually that makes sense. There's so many species of fish. There's so many species of invertebrates down there. Like you gotta eat something. And yeah. unless you're gonna unless you're gonna survive off of like seaweed. Yeah. Or like kelp or like some kind of plant based. And you don't get thing. to look like Jason Momoa by just eating kelp and seaweed but also wouldn't the kingdom of the trench be cannibals for trying to eat the people of the other kingdoms or would that just be like since they're kind of different species of atlantean i think they're kind of like the zombies of yeah they seem like the other species because they don't seem that bright they just seem like food source because they're in the dark exactly yeah uh they seem more like food source i'm gonna go to that they don't they don't seem like they have much intelligent in terms of just like wait this is this guy's got this thing on uh, he's important or like this person's important it's just like food i eats that yeah because the atlanteans and mira's kingdom i forget what it is are the only ones that are like even human like everybody else is like a whole species or a whole different species entirely because the um the fishermen actually look like fish people the brine are lobster people the trench are um merman looking people yeah so kind of angler fish yeah. yeah that's what i was thinking one of these then the kingdom of the deserters they look like sand hidden sea nobody's even there except for the mom and dinosaurs. oh they're human and dinosaurs yes they do like dinosaurs apparently just chilling um but yeah that's but yeah i definitely think like it'd be very interesting to see where they go from here next and in the event that the, that the director is watching, like, you should you should totally do the hook, harpoon handed <laughs> Aquaman thing. That'd be pretty fun. The only thing I know the director for is from the most recent Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, and that's what they kept so talking about. So he did about. a solid job with the action. Yeah, and that's what they kept talking about. I was like, oh yeah, he's from like the Fast and Furious. So I was just like, from my understanding of like the movie was supposed to be horror ish, and like that's what I had heard too. Yeah, and I was just like, that seems cool to me because I think Aquaman as a horror movie would be crazy because there's stuff that nobody knows is at the bottom of the ocean until you get down there and then once you're down there you probably don't make it back but and they made little things like even the the giant seahorses look really intimidating yeah mm. i was not expecting a seahorse to look so badass for the action what really gave me life 
was the first fight scene before between King Orm and Aquaman, where it's just 3D action. They're going upside down. They're going sideways. They're pushing each other towards the lava. It reminded me a lot of Attack on Titan, where they use that 3D technology to fight the Titans, where it's not just a two-dimensional, you move forward, you move backwards, left, right, up, down, Okay, that's silly, but it's, <laughs> you're, you're not just, you know what I mean. You're rotating. Gravity isn't what you, what is on the land. And now that you bring that up, I feel like Aquaman is the first movie to nail what I like about MCU movies that other DC movies haven't hit. And the big thing of that is in Marvel movies, it's never just the hero versus one bad guy multiple times. I feel like that's why Fantastic Four messes up so much, too. Because yeah. you have four people fighting one person three times over. Um, amazing Spider-Man movies were like that. The original Spider-Man trilogy was like that, where it's like one hero, one bad guy, over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, but the last one... Hmm. Spider-Man 3. There was anyway. a lot more to hop off than that, yeah, too. Yeah, but um, So that's what I... I feel like a majority of the Marvel movies like... The Iron Man movies. He never had to take on just Ironmonger. He had to deal with the Ten Rings. He had to deal with um, Extremis. He had to deal with uh, Hammer Tech. Um, in the Avengers movies, like if, if, it, if it was six people versus just Loki over and over again, that movie would have gotten boring real quick. But yeah. they had to deal with a whole army. And that's what I feel like Aquaman did really strong in is that we have multiple villains, multiple issues to deal with. It's army versus army. You're not going to have one person you're just going to meet with over and over again. And I'm really hoping that um, DC kind of keeps up with that. Mm -hmm. um, Amori Shazam is going to have that issue of dealing with one. But I don't think it won't be as much of a problem because he's kind of like learning how to be yeah. a 10-year-old with superpowers and whatnot. So I'm not too concerned with it. But I'm hoping that DCU realizes the success of not having one villain or making sure that that villain has um, colleagues that are formidable, like mm -hmm. those uh, commandos that came out with Black Manta. Like, he yeah, he had red, trouble dealing ones. with those even mm -hmm. when he was um, fighting with them initially before his fight with King Gorm. Um, that's a strong thing that MCU has done very consistently and I really hope DC picks up on that because Aquaman was just phenomenal when it came with that war scene. Uh, even before Aquaman even came out, like I think that was the main part I was sitting on the edge of my seat, just kind of watching those guys going at each other and the actual like commander part of it, mm -hmm. like seeing the the authority of like, all right, we have to do this or how do we deal with this or like he has just tried it now, like he's he, he's kind of officially my king. Do I still have to obey you? Do I still have to fight him? Mm -hmm. Um. Man, that last fight scene. I could watch that over and over again. Yeah. That war scene was just so beautiful. Yeah. So well done. It's a good movie. So well done. And um, I love that they didn't like play into the, the typical Aquaman trap of like, he talks to fish. It's like, mm -hmm. it's not, and they, I think they kind of explained it a little bit of like, it's not so much a talking thing, it's more of a command. Like, he just tells them, go. They're like, do this. And they're just like, all right, doing it. Versus like, oh, man, I'm in trouble, guys. Let me call an octopus to come help me out. And it's just like, mm -hmm. no, he's handling it on his own because Aquaman's a badass. But it's just like, let me just, while I'm working on this, 
like the giant, I can't remember the name of that giant. Krathian. Krathian, thank you. Because I keep wanting to call it the Kraken because that's what I, I swear <laughs> it is. But it's just like that thing comes out of nowhere to start helping out with the fight. And it's just like, well, you take care of that. I'm going to go deal with Orm. When the Karathian first came out at the last scene where the full Karathian was shown, I honestly thought it was like um, like the Kingdom of the Brine had a little crab monster that was going to help out in the war. But no, the Karathian not only went after the people of the Brine, but also the people of Atlantis, which I really liked that... It showed that he didn't have just an allegiance to one side or the other. That he just wanted to stop that war. And the Karathian didn't really care which whoever he or she killed. Well, essentially the Karathian served the wielder of the trident. Yeah. Which at that point became... like he He proved that he was the true king. And I liked how he pointed out where it was like, oh, you can hear me. Nobody's communicated with me since the last wielder of that trident. So he instantly earned the respect of like, I don't care what you need me to do. You're the boss. Yeah. Tell me what you need done. Um, when that Karathian first came out too, like my jaw dropped because I was not expecting it to be so monstrous and so badass looking. I mean, it makes sense. And he said it was the only thing that was it King Antland feared. It was just like that big thing. I was like, I could imagine that that would be something you'd be like, those like, tentacles alone were super intimidating. And you know, with it being in the hidden earth, like that is the birth child of a T Rex and a squid. <laughs> yeah, just saying. <laughs> um, real quick, kind of off note, what you said about the octopus. That octopus playing drums. Yeah. was one of the most badass things I've ever seen because I love um I love tribal drums as it is and so with that music and how well they incorporated that octopus playing it was just like this is beautiful um I like how they hit uh, a lot of the cultural stuff with Jason Momoa too because there was a couple of times throughout the movie where he was like kind of doing like those haka chants before mm-hmm. going to the fight even at the end like he when he like banged his trident and then he was doing those chants as he walked up to like pronounce himself king, I was like, that is so badass. Yeah. Him doing it at the movie premiere was just as badass. Yeah. Him snapping his trident on his knee. Did you see that? <laughs> no, but I will look at I will show you this afterwards because I showed her right beforehand and it was so cool. So just throwing a lot of the cultural stuff, not only with um the way he spoke and the way that he carried himself, but the music that was incorporated with it. I was telling you, even the song in the credits, uh, Skylar Gray song. First off, like the words were really good. Um, it kind of nailed the the premise of the story without directly saying. Like I noticed in the Spider Man album, like they they said Spider Man so much. There was a lot of Spider Man references, but this was just part of more of like the power of the ocean and whatnot. So. Beautiful words, beautiful music, and then very subtle, like, drums were incorporated in that, too. Um, just listening to that song, like, right after the credits, because I said, like, there's a lot of those movies that actually gotten kind of emotional. Like, that song alone, too, as soon as I started listening, I was like, man, this is great. Like, this, you get very tied in with all the emotions, all the story, all the characters. Just very well done. Yeah. Very, very well done. And um, I definitely like the, uh, the cultural, like, connection between Jason Momoa and... I forget the guy who played Jason Momoa's dad. But, like, there's a moment where, like, you see his dad, like, I think, like, his either shirt was, like, he had, like, short sleeves or something. You can see, like, he has the same tribal-ish tattoos that mm-hmm. Aquaman had on. And it's just like, oh, 
there's a connection like other than the fact that they both look the same we were told that that's his dad like you can see that like oh there's like a lineage like a connection between these two that explains why he's got those tattoos on mm-hmm. i get it now that and like i really did enjoy it. and apparently uh credit to emergency awesome where i got this from he was explaining uh, i guess his name is like topo or something like that the octopus that's playing the drums because mm-hmm. i guess in like the really old aquaman cartoons like he had an octopus that was like his sidekick and that was kind of like their subtle like jab at him just like oh, oh yeah cool. this is that random octopus that's like used to be in all the cartoons with them and it's no longer there because it didn't make any sense but you know <laughs> golden age of comics yeah yeah what you were saying about his dad too like there was one point where he was like don't forget we have to meet up with grandfather because um he's not gonna like if we miss out on lessons so mm-hmm. even um thomas curry's accent like i was wondering it kind of had like that Pacific Islander, like Hawaiian mm-hmm. type accent. So it's really cool that they incorporated that much culture. And then even when um, they were in Italy and even addressed like, oh yeah, like my my dad and his dad are like huge, like history nuts. Like I had to know my history for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool that they made him so, uh, so cultural yeah. in a lot of parts. He was very, like with, with how much he was a bar brawler, he was one of those people where it's kind of like, you knew that? Yeah. You which know makes that you, which makes you wonder, really like, cool. Which makes you wonder, like, if once he becomes king and not like, well, now that he is king of Atlantis, like, how much of that history of Atlantis is he just going to know off the top of his head? Mm-hmm. Because he's a history dude. He studies all these things. He'll probably just be taught them or learn about them. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, I'd just be able to, like, I'd quote things or, like, reference things on a dime. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help if they do something where he has to talk to the UN about stuff like that, too. It's like, oh, no, 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 don't. Just because... I'm a meta that has powers from here doesn't mean that I've never been on Earth for the time that I have. Like, I definitely have a good history based on both ends of this. Talking about talking, um, Aquaman displayed that he's able to speak multiple languages during the movie. Like, when he saved the submariners from the pirates, he spoke French to them. In Sicily, he spoke English. Italian. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that was French. And then he was speaking... What was the language for the Hakka? He, he was speaking a Pacific, Pacific Islander, Islander yeah. language. So that's already four languages that Aquaman knows. So it's kind of like, can he speak all the ones of the land? Because those are some really random languages to know, other than um, the Pacific Islander one, since that is actually his cultural heritage. Yeah, well, I, I know for Spanish and French and Italian, they'd be relatively close. So that, I feel like you know one of them, you have a pretty decent understanding of how to navigate your way through the other ones. But yeah, no, there definitely is something that's just like, he definitely went over to that guy and just like talked to him for a little while and came back and it was just like, oh yeah, so this is what that guy told me to, told me to do. It's like, yeah, he knows. He's knowledgeable enough to understand it didn't bruce wayne find arthur in russia or ukraine or something like that he was in like an injustice league honestly it was like iceland or something was it i know i know i know know it was it was it was somewhere with it was somewhere where it was obviously super super cold because they like it was snowing and there was like ice everywhere and it was like a large fishing port somewhere where it's very very cold so it could have been i think it was like ukraine or something i don't know ukraine's Hmm. landlocked why would it be that i have no idea I don't know. But it was somewhere where it was cold. I honestly want to say... I really got a bunch of my geography. It's, like, more of the North Sea, because I felt like there is, like, the char- 
the people that were there were indigenous. Like an indigenous yeah. tribe. It could have just been Maine when it was super cold and snowy up there because they get hella snow. It's mm. miserable up there. I doubt it's just saying, during the winter time, it's not miserable for people to live there. Only during the winter time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no to all the main people main listening people. to this, I apologize yeah. for Emily's remarks. My grandpa lives in Maine. So, actually, I haven't visited Maine, but... <laughs> I was about to say, like, so she gets, so she's got, some, no, she's got nothing. Okay, that's cool. Well, Rhode Island is miserable during the winter time, and Maine is like a few hours more north, so I can only imagine. I think my favorite joke in this movie, I thought of this a couple seconds ago, um, was when they were in the Deserter's Kingdom, and she had gotten the the water off of his forehead, the mm. sweat, just put it in it, and he was just kind of like, you show off, could have just peed on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was cold. <laughs> but yeah, but no, Mira, like, I think they did a really good job with Mira in general, just like, other okay. than, other than the, the weird heel thing, but other than that, like, it was just like, yeah, no, she's, she's got the power to, like, of like, hydrokinesis, and she's pretty freaking strong. So yeah, that makes she's sense. so to gorgeous too. I could just, She's wow. She's just wow. When she showed up in Justice League, I was like, please let her be an Aquaman. Oh, she's going to be this much an Aquaman? Awesome. Um, the whole betrayal to her father thing was kind of cool. Like that, You you notice that there was um, Atlantean culture where it's like she had to deal with the same thing that Aquaman's mom had to with the whole arranged marriage thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for her to just be like, like my, my duty was to protect Atlantis. I just defied like they're not going to let me back in just like that. I defied all this culture. I defied my father. I defied the king to help someone in an area that I don't even like. Like, mm-hmm. um, she was just very, very morally profound. Just kind of like, I need to do the right thing, even if it means like being shunned away. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see my home again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be stuck in this place that I hate again, but like have to do the right thing. And you could see her frustration of like, Dealing with Aquaman 2 is like this our next king. There's so many comments like that. It was wonderful. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's a really good movie, though. I can't wait to watch it again. I really want to watch it in IMAX before it leaves theaters because it was just beautiful. It was. That was definitely one big thing as well because like it, it is a they did a really great job making that place look alive and like like some place that you've never seen before because at the bottom of the ocean you've never mm-hmm. been there. So it's like, this place looks amazing. DC on screen pointed this out, too. Um, I really liked how they addressed, like, this isn't how, like, a human would see the bottom of the ocean, but Atlantean's eyes adjust to it. Mm-hmm. And there's that one shot where he first goes under, and you see, like, it's just kind of, like, dark and muggy and whatnot, but then his eyes adjust, and everything becomes all bright and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I like that. There, there was just so many things where it's like, they did enough research. Like, I don't even care about the loopholes that they had because of all the stuff where it's like, what, like you wonder why they did this or why they showed that and they actually address it mm-hmm. and they actually explain mm-hmm. it. Like, they, they did very good with this kind of like, we don't worry, we thought this out. Yeah. We tried to do our best and we hope you're pleased, which I really was. I was. On an off note, something I really liked was that the actor for the Green Goblin 
was um, Aquaman's tutor. So I was thinking during the movie, he doesn't like spiders, but he likes fishies. But he enjoys the fish. (laughs) Willem Dafoe. He's awesome. He just has the, like, he's like Mads Mikkelsen. He just has the bad guy face. You just look at him, you're just like, he looks bad. I was wondering the whole time when he was going to betray Aquaman too. Like, oh, no, good for you. You were good the whole time. I was waiting Technically, for it. he betrayed someone, King Orm, but who the hell cares about him? I did like I did like King Orm. I think the His mom. I think the actor yeah I think I think the actor who played him did a really good job because I was just like I like him. He seems he he seems like somebody I shouldn't like, and that's how you know you've done a good job. Yeah. You're just like I'm not supposed. I to love like how you. much I hate you. Yeah, like I'm not supposed to like you, and I don't. I mean, he was morally like. He had moral reasons as to why he wanted to do the whole war. He wasn't, like, in the right for kinging the, killing the king of the fishermen, nor was he in the right for um, using the submarine to as a way of, like, starting the war. But his moral, moral intentions were, like, real, he really wanted, like, what was best for his, like, all the people of the ocean, like, to be able to, like, rule the land so that they would stop throwing pollution into the ocean, stop poisoning their children, as he said. And I liked, um, I liked Mira's dad as well and how he just kind of got, like, sucked into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we should go to war with Earth. But at the same time, I'm really liking your points. And you're starting to make more and more sense. And I think I'm going to get on board with you. And Mira just, like, couldn't stand that. But I don't think we talked enough about the relationship between, like, Orm and Aquaman. Like, when they first mm-hmm. met up, it's like, you know, like, I got excited to have a baby brother. Just ended up being an mm-hmm. asshole like you. Yeah, it's like, well, that sucks. Um, I like how they both have different perspectives of, like, each other's home. Different perspectives of their mother. The way they think of their mother and the way they think of their brother because of that relationship Mm -hmm. like i want to get to know you i want you to be my brother but at the same time i just have like so much hatred towards you yeah like aquaman's only thing throughout this whole thing was just kind of like i gotta stop him like like yeah cool i finally got to meet him but at the same time like you're more my enemy than you are my brother right now but even towards the end when the mother came in she's just kind of like i'm not gonna ask you you're my brother i want to get to know you i want you to stand by me while we deal with all this nonsense and when you're ready to talk let me know I don't like how Defoe was just kind of like, give him a good view. I want to be petty right now. It's like, I, I appreciate your pettiness. I do. Because I, I would also be very petty. I'm just like, oh, man, this seems really familiar. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if he got off too lightly for, like, what he did, that would have made me angry that just because his mother came in, that King Orm is all forgiven, that he doesn't have to atone for killing the fisherman king, for starting a war against the kingdom of the brine that was unnecessary. Hell, for killing his own people when he fired off that submarine. Because both ki- people of the kingdom of Zebel and Atlantis were crushed by the rocks when that happened. True. And recruiting Black Manta to do his dirty work. Because mm-hmm. that was the one. I don't want your money. I want Aquaman. Yeah, but I, I, I think what Marvel did really well with Black Panther was to make Killmonger someone you can actually relate to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did a pretty good job in this movie making like Orm someone you can kind of relate to. And black manta to a smaller extent because it was like yeah you killed your dad but you guys were pirates so yeah 
I can understand why you'd want to kill him. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of brought this on yourselves. But like, Oromu was kind of like, oh man, like I, I see what why he's doing what he's doing. He's doing this to better Atlantis in some crazy type way. But to him, it makes total sense. It's like, okay, I see why he's doing what he's doing. This makes for a much more compelling villain than I kill things because I'm bad. He might be my favorite DCEU villain. Like DCEU? Yeah. Okay. Well, they just... In these, in these six films. Six? Yeah. Something like that. All I, think, I know, I all I know is once Deathstroke's out there, all bets are off. <laughs> he looks so good. Because Deathstroke's my boy. Deathstroke looks so good. I'm so excited for him. I shouldn't be, because you never know, but I'm so excited for him. should be excited for him. It's Deathstroke, man. It's Deathstroke. What is the order of these movies now? So it's Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman. I forgot Batman vs. Superman. Somewhere in there. He said Batman v Superman, second one. Yeah. After Man of Steel. Oh. I I just heard Man of Steel. I feel like I missed that part. But yeah. I mean, is Suicide Squad linear, like, linearly to it? Yeah, because like, the movie... Is it happening in the background of the movies, or...? The movie starts off with Superman's funeral. Like, there's, oh. a, there's a rise in metas because Superman's dead. So it's it follows up, like, the events of Suicide Squad pertain to, like, what happened in Man of Steel. Mm. Which I hope they don't go back to Suicide Squad that way. Because I was very sad about that movie. I like Deadshot. Dead, yeah, Deadshot was awesome. I like I mean, a Deadshot movie, if not a Suicide Squad movie. Harley Quinn made sense. But, like, some of the other people were just like, this seems dumb. Mm. That I, one I like guy's whole... mind-blowing performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually read the um, comic, like, the New 52 for, Har- like, the Suicide Squad before it, and some of the, like, portrayals were vastly different than what they had in new 52 which isn't to say that in other versions that isn't more similar to it but it kind of like caught me off guard by what happened in it i mean i think they've really nailed harley quinn and joker like their kind of relationship of they're they're just freaking crazy they're crazy for each other no yeah i mean he was okay. The the main reason that I didn't like Joker was because of um in Batman v Superman when we see Robin's suit mm-hmm. and haha jokes on you like that, like that's not the Joker I wanna know that killed Robin. Yeah, I wanna hope that it was somebody else. But I wanna know I want maniacal Joker, not Pimp Joker. Yeah, I want Heath Ledger or mm-hmm. um Jack Nicholson. Anybody else good. Yeah. Um, I was getting at something until it slipped my mind. Hmm. Well, Darn. Back to Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, let's pull it back around. But yeah, no, like it, I think I think they set that movie up for a very good like trajectory. Yeah. Trajectory, yeah. Because um, I think it's it's on par with, if not doing better than Wonder Woman did. But I think Wonder Woman 84 is going to, like, shut it out. Because <laughs> everybody loves Wonder Woman. Uh, but if they had a Wonder Woman and Aquaman movie, where it's just them, go like, on a quest with fun. the gods, that would be, like... That would be funny. Oh. That'd be a great I need a movie. second pair of pants. 
<laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that comment. I'm just thinking I'm going to have to put the explicit tag on this episode. Oh, no. oh God. I was not ready for that comment. I appreciate you, Emily. God, I miss having you around. So, do we have any more comments on Aquaman before I bring up my last thing to wrap this up? More black mana. More abs. Yes. More black mana, for sure. And tattoos. More Mira. Yes, and tattoos. Obviously. If we're going to listen to her abs throughout this whole episode, I'm just going to say I want more Mira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they need to show her abs, too. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> I'm not going to turn that down. Just all the abs. Just everybody has crop tops, including Aquaman. Yeah, every every city they go into, there's, a, there's like people in crop tops, and like some of them are like super fit, and some of them are not. <laughs> Wait, didn't like... Justice League get a lot of shit for that? Because in Wonder Woman, like it was all about like them being powerful warriors, and then in Justice League, like they were like like their outfits were like more exposed and whatnot. Because I heard a lot of stuff that's like this is what happens when you have a guy director. And no, but things. honestly, I looked into that. It was literally just the people that were guarding whatever the fuck they were guarding. I don't remember. The Mother Box. But yes, it was just those people. So it might have just been to show who was, like, their position and what they do. Like, the alarm went off and they literally just got out of bed and, like, ran to that site. And it's not like they don't have, like, like abs and crap, too. They, it was just showing off their muscles. Alright, so any other Aquaman points? Mm, no. Oh, yeah, no. All right, so Elliot, your comment at the beginning. Why do you like Wonder Woman more? Because Wonder Woman is a complete and total badass. Aquaman is also really good, but I've always, I love the way that they portrayed Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in like the new de- in the the movies because it was just in the movie because it was like she's like very very knowledgeable, very skilled in combat as martial artist. It was just mm-hmm. like watching her flying knee somebody through a building was awesome because you were like all of us were in the room with, so for the folks who were not in the theater with us we like there was maybe seven or eight of us most of us martial artists and we watched went and saw the movie together we went right after open mat right yeah and like and after and when she like flying need somebody through the window like all of us collectively was like Ooh. <laughs> we were like i know how to do that and it's just like that is awesome <laughs> but I, was, I, I loved it because it one it's gal gadot mm-hmm. so Gal she Gadot. did it during while she was pregnant too, like a yeah. bunch of the scenes. Yeah. Which is insane. But it was just like so one, it's Gal Gadot. Two, Wonder Woman was done incredibly well. It was funny. It was like action packed and super fun to watch. And I just want more of both. Both of those things. So and I'm not saying that I didn't like the movie at all. It definitely was a great movie, but I do feel like um the action overall in that movie was lacking compared to, um, like, the fight with uh, Abomination mm-hmm. in Batman v Superman. The way that she was depicted in that, I felt like was a lot... Doomsday. Doomsday. Where did I get Abomination from? I have no idea. Me. Yeah. Who is Abomination, Abomination now? I know there's a villain name. <laughs> um, I think there's... I think it's the DC's version. No. That's... Demolition or Destruction or something like that. There's a DC anyway. version of the Hulk, but I don't remember what his name Doomsday. is. Doomsday. Now that I got yeah. the name straight. Because I knew that didn't sound right, but I still said it. That fight with Doomsday was really cool. Um, but I feel like the fight scenes that were in Wonder Woman, 
like when they did their slow motion, they took it a little too far for me. Mm-hmm. Um, early on when she started going through no man's land and it was just slow motion, slow motion, slow yeah. motion. Like that, I felt like that was a little extra in my opinion. And then a lot was missing. Like there was a lot of buildup to Ares. And when she finally got to fight Ares, I don't feel like they did that as strong as they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, same, a lot of focusing on her. A lot of focusing on her design and on her face and on... Like, I feel like they were just, like, idolizing her so much that they had to keep the focus on her a little too much and it took away from the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when she went in rage mode and started like taking people out like i wanted to see how those soldiers like i wanted to see the fear on those soldiers eyes i wanted to see them being knocked around but it was like so focused on her going super fast around like with um aries comments in the back that it kind of took away from the action scenes where in aquaman like the action was just consistent all throughout I i would love to see them do the um the daredevil style like giant fight scene in the hallway mm-hmm. where it's just like one giant cut of just like people getting slung around and just beat yes. to hell because that because like, that would be beautiful they had something close to that when atlanta was fighting and it was just like okay this is this is pretty good because mm-hmm. i definitely think it's really cheesy to do a bunch of those really big jump cuts where it's just like oh you see like an arm move and then it's jump cut to like someone getting flung across the room it's like well that doesn't those two don't correlate. Those don't match. Mm-hmm. Then you, when you see like the where everything's fighting happening at once, it's just like oh man, like, yeah, no, you definitely got kicked right in the face. Yeah, you would go flying from that, like. But yeah, not, I, I definitely think the sequel would probably have a little bit more to it now that they've kind of like established who she yeah. is. Because I think I think the the hardest thing about it is like about any kind of superhero origin movie is like, who is this person? Why should I care about them? Mm-hmm. And how can I make the movie interesting at the same time educational so that you can watch it and be like, oh, I now know who this is. Versus, man, that was some really crazy action, but I have no idea who any of those people were. But I think now that they've established, like, this is Wonder Woman. This is who she is, what she does. The next one is probably going to be amazing. And I also get that DC had the pressure of, like, this is the first movie that's going to be named after and centered around a woman. And with, like, today's, like, social issues and whatnot, like, that was kind of, like, a big thing. So they were pushing that a lot. But my issue with um, Wonder Woman compared to Aquaman in that sense is kind of, like, the same as, like, Arrow compared to Supergirl Mm -hmm. in the TV shows. Whereas that in Arrow, they don't have to show Sarah Lance as a badass. They don't have to say, because I'm a woman, I'm a bad, I can be a badass. Because this, because that. It's like, no, you just, you are a woman. You're a really skilled fighter. You're super badass. I would. I'm genuinely, like, ready to see how you're gonna show off whenever you come up on screen. Mm-hmm. But in Supergirl, they have to like overemphasize it. Yeah, in my opinion. And and they have other problems with Sarah Lance though. Like in in Legends and like everything that she's in, they are super super heavy handed with the fact that she is gay. Because mm-hmm. they like they make references to it all the time, and it's just like we get it. Like she's gay. She's this more bi because she did sleep with. Yeah, and it's like this. It's it's like it's not a problem. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not, not something. Because like, honestly, it's not something that yeah. should be like constantly focused on. Because, like, bi people do want to see representation, but not like pander. Like you know the stereotypical or like you know heavy handed with it. Mm-hmm. Like yes, the character is this way. Like with any like type of like 
whether it's like this character is a female and we have to make her badass or this like this character has a disability or this one's gay like you don't need to overemphasize like honestly that's a bit disrespectful to those people because it, it's just saying that they aren't any more than their disability or their sexuality or their gender and that was why I feel like, um, that's why I like Aquaman more than Wonder Woman in that sense too, is because Wonder Woman kind of had that overemphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand like, because of Demoscuro's culture, there was a lot of like, oh, man does this and man does that. But it's like, it got old quick yeah. throughout the movie. Whereas in Aquaman, like they didn't have to mention it once. Here's Queen Lanta. Look how much of a badass she is. Look how much of a great mom she is. Look how much of um, leadership material she is. And the same with Mira. They didn't have to overemphasize, oh, this is a woman that mm-hmm. is a badass. It's like, here's a human being that is a badass that just happens to be a woman. It and I can see that. That's that's one of the reasons I liked... Another reason I liked Aquaman more is because all of their social issues that they touched was very subtle. They got to hit environmental stuff. They got to hit... Um, Honestly, biculturalism too, yeah. with him being from two different like countries, basically, mm-hmm. and like his struggle with that, it felt very real as to what I've read of people that are bicultural, where they feel like because they're from two cultures, they don't actually fit in with either one. Because, for example, I was reading this from yesterday, a Chinese American, where when he's in like with his family in a Chinese setting, they say that he's too American. While when he's in America with his friends, they say that he's too Chinese. So it's kind of like being stuck in between it. But mm-hmm. with Aquaman, they they showed they touched on that really nicely of where he like managed to overcome that like the Atlanteans thought he was a half breed that he didn't have to like outright say anything about it but like his actions spoke for him if that makes sense and i like that he kind of pointed out the fact that they kept calling him a half breed and it was just like look yeah. you know, you're gonna stop calling me that yeah he's definitely just like they, they <laughs> did kind of layer it on really thick of just like this half breed and he's just like look guys like which i actually I really like that too because i'm forward kicking her ass going off like at the Karathian monster it shows that like that's part of his insecurities that like because a lot of cultural like like if you're going with gender typing many cultures show that like well make it so that men can't have insecurities show weakness but it's really nice to see that Aquaman has those like insecurities too mm-hmm. even though he's such a freaking badass yeah i like how they make it very clear too like i'm used to winning i've gotten my ass kicked um i never wanted to be a part of this but i'm kind of dealing with what i have to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even when he says to his mom that he's afraid and she says that's good i think that really shows that you kind of have to have that emotion of not just like bravery but being afraid that something bad will happen to your loved ones to yourself to everyone else that like to motivate you to fight and as i'm one hell of a mama's boy 
So as a mama's boy, I like that that weakness exposure came to him talking to his mom. Mm. He's like, I'm not going to make Mira see this. I'm not going to see my dad see this. I'm not going to let my brother see this. But I have this relationship with my mom where it's just kind of like, okay, she's going to help me fix this. Mm-hmm. I can be real with my mom type of thing. I really like that. Yeah. And I think you're right. There is a lot of like, I can't show any sort of emotion in like, you see it when you talk to a lot of people. They're just like, "Oh, like yeah, no, I don't. I'm, I'm totally fine." It's like, no, I can see that you're broken inside, and that's, that's okay. That man of the house mindset. Yeah, it's like it's okay. You're like you can be upset. You can be emotional at these things because you're a human. Okay that's what humans cry. do. But yeah, great movie overall. Great movie. I got, I gotta watch it again in IMAX before it comes out on Blu-ray. And My mom wants I'm to go see it, it like... again, so I'm gonna go watch it again with her. <laughs> I gotta get my mom to watch the other five now. And I was like, it's only five movies and like maybe 20 Marvel movies you've missed out on, but yeah. just watch one a week hey, and you'll be fine. At least you got started. <laughs> at least we got you started. All right. Any other closing notes? Abs. Gal Gadot. Mira. And that's how we're wrapping up the show. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, yeah. Great way to start off the new year with, you know, I'm just kind of doing this with everybody, so it was cool. Having you guys in person to do this is great seeing y'all. Podcasts and... are way more fun in person. Oh like, yeah, you can oh, yeah. see the ridic- <laughs> you can see the ridiculous things that people do, and you're just like, wow. Mm. And then hopefully our viewers can just kind of picture what we were doing. Yeah, or listeners, viewers. Hand signal. Yeah, the the quiet hand gestures you can't. See. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's business dinosaur mug. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace.